Hey there, it's Mastin. And if you have a degree, certification, education, or passion for changing lives, listen up for one second before we get this episode of the podcast started. want to let you know that coming up December 6 to 9 in Orlando, Florida is Prosper Live, which is an incredible four-day experience and implementation event. If you're just getting business started, if you're still in that soul-sucking job and want to take the leap, and if you have a degree, certification, education, or just a passion to change lives, Prosper Live is the fastest path to financial freedom as a practitioner, as a coach, as a therapist, as anyone who has a degree, certification, education, or passion to change lives. Prosper Live is coming up December 6 to 9. Join us in Orlando, Florida. Come on over to prosper.live, P-R-O-S-P-E-R.live, prosper.live to join us. I can't wait to see you in Orlando at Prosper Live. Now, let's get on with the podcast. I'm going to teach you a lot in a short period of time, so if you try to keep up with me right now, by writing things down, you're going to miss it. So, be present. Can you be with me? Okay, cool. Okay. Whether you know it or not, tech is causing the world to speed up. Who here intuitively feels this? Who here intrinsically knows this? Now, the question is, how fast? Here's the problem. Technology speeding up the way that it is, it's completely taxing your nervous system. And it hasn't even gotten started yet. Think about it. Think about anyone here who has children. I have a three-year-old niece. She's growing up in such a different world than my grandmother grew up in. Vastly different. If I think about three generations back from my grandmother, the world was different, but not that different. Who follows? Does this make sense? We are speeding up in an exponential way. What does exponential mean? That's the one thing from, what is it, calculus or algebra that you had to remember. What's exponential? Is it just linear, like where it's just like the same progression? What is it? It's actually no change, and then there's an inflection point. And what happens? It's like a hockey stick. And we're at the very bottom part of that hockey stick right now. So you think things are changing, you ain't seen nothing yet. And here's the thing. If you don't know this, you're going to not realize how much it's taxing your nervous system. And what's true is we're feeling total information overload today. Who feels this way? Let me see if I show hands. And we haven't even gotten started yet. And I don't know about you, but do you think we can tell that we live in the age of digital fatigue? Like, oh my God, another thing. Another email, another text, another this, another that. Who here feels that way? All day long. So this was prophesied, not really prophesied, it's the wrong word. This was theorized back in 1964. Professor Bertram Gross says, Information overload occurs when the amount of input to a system exceeds its processing capacity. Now, don't read anything else. I'm going to go back so you don't read it, okay? (laughs) Who here feels like the amount of information that's coming in to your life and to your nervous system is starting to exceed its capacity? Let me see if I show hands. So, decision makers have fairly limited cognitive processing capacity. Consequently, when information overload occurs, it's likely that a reduction in decision quality will occur. Here's what this means. You're stupider than you were. (sighs) How could you possibly say that to me, Matt? And I'm offended. That would be a stupid thing to do. (laughs) Because here's the thing. Every time something hits you, you have to make a decision. You wonder why why I wear the same damn shit? No, today is different. 
I'm wearing long pants today. <laughs> and shoes. <laughs> and socks. But usually, it's just black shorts, black t-shirts, and sandals. You want to know why? Because it's what I'm most comfortable teaching in. I would not go to a business seminar on day one in sandals and a t-shirt and shorts. Because it's not a good look. <laughs> okay? But it's how I prefer. And this is as comfortable. I could be out here in a suit and stuff like that. It's just not comfortable for me. And the thing is, I have pretty much the same shirt. I have a crew neck or a V-neck. That's what you'll see me in. So that's my decision, crew or V. And really, crew is after the Vs are run out, basically. So I ran out of Vs the last seven days. <laughs> so now I'm in a crew, right? And that might seem like no big deal, but I want to limit the amount of decisions I make on a daily basis. Because every decision I make taxes my brain. And if my brain gets taxed, I'm not creative. I can't be there for my girl. I can't be there for you. I can't be there for the people that I care about. And I won't enjoy the free time that I have if I have information overload, which means you need better boundaries with technology. No? Yeah. yeah. You're letting technology be your new ex-boyfriend. <laughs> you need better boundaries with him too, probably. Is it true? <laughs> Is it true or no? Am I just talking to... For sure, or ex-girlfriend, right? I definitely needed better boundaries than my ex-girlfriend, for sure, right? And so we have to realize this because not, we can leverage technology, but if we let technology dominate us, we'll miss it. And the other thing is, this will cause so much stress to the human nervous system, people are going to be finding answers. And here's the other thing. Who here feels like, like with Jeff Bezos, he just hit like $100 billion in net worth with a, pro- a company that's not very profitable, which is ironic. But what's interesting is, who here feels like that's a significant amount of net worth and that these internet companies are expanding and their worth is just becoming crazy, like Bitcoin's at 12,000. Who here feels like this is, these are crazy numbers? Guys, we still have two-thirds of the planet that's not online. We ain't seen nothing yet. And everybody will be liking, how do I find a date? How do I get divorced? How do I lose weight? How do I get out of this being stuck thing? And... Think about how abundant people are with like just a part of the planet online. I travel to Bali a lot. And like, you know, Bali is a third world country. Well, it's not a country. Bali is in Indonesia, which is a third world country. And, you know, like I went there. And the first time I went there, uh, our driver, Agoon, was like, how you bring so many people? Like he couldn't fathom all the retreats that we were doing. He's like, you, are, you, are you popular? How you, how you do? And I said, well, have you ever heard of Oprah? He goes, what is Oprah? I'm like, the one person on the planet who doesn't know. Nice to meet you. (laughs) But they didn't have access to technology. They were just sort of cut off. They had like little cell phones. I went back, like, gosh, last year? This dude has like three iPhones. They're like, the teenagers are like downloading Star Wars illegally and watching it and shit. As long as, however you watch Star Wars is fine. Not watching Star Wars is worse than downloading it illegal to watch it, as far as I'm concerned. Except for the first prequels. Those are, those are not Star Wars films. That was George Lucas's narcissism. <laughs> okay? But the, I digress. <laughs> but the point is, is within a year, he went from, like, literally not knowing who Oprah was, like, the, the kids having access to, like, all the Western information and technology in one year. Think about that. So... We have a whole world that's coming online, and when they come online, they're going to be more abundant because the marketplace is global now, not just in their village. And that's a good news. In abundant Africa, 
and abundant third world countries that weren't abundant and now they are because of the internet, they're looking for love. They're looking for weight loss. They're looking for all kinds of the things that you have to offer. So if you think there's too many coaches, you are so fucking wrong. There's not enough. Look at the world. If there were too many coaches, the world wouldn't be where it is today. That's just insecurity speaking. Who follows? Does this make sense? So this is how it looks. That's where we are right there. What's about to happen? That. You're in the middle of it right now. Do you want to know why there's so much economic insecurity in the world? It has nothing to do with politics. You want to know why? Technology is moving so fast, the jobs that people are learning how to do right now in college will be obsolete by the time they graduate. Things are changing so fast that we can't learn skills fast enough to have a steady income. The idea of a picket fence, one job for life, maybe if you're an entrepreneur. (laughs) But not at a job or a business anymore. You can't keep up with that. You can't. You can't even try. You can't even keep up with your Facebook feed. Think about it. And you're there. What about up there? That's in only a couple years. It's going to go so fast, you guys. And here's the thing. The faster it goes with technology, the more human beings we need. The connection, the love, the empathy, the compassion, the soft skills are what are important today. So the pace of life is, is getting faster. And here are the causes of information overload. All right? There are huge volumes of new information consistently being created. Who here feels like there's so much shit coming at you, you can't even figure it out? It's just like, hold on a second. Do you, is email marketing dead? For people who don't add value, it is. Are there emails you still open? From who? (laughs) I was actually not fishing for that answer, but that's a great answer. What I was thinking is, like, do you open emails from people you care about? That's right. So if you care about people, people open your emails. It's not email marketing is dead. Email marketing is dead for people who want a quick fix. If you have a relationship with people, they'll open a text message, messenger, email. Now, some are, there's not as much information in certain areas as there are other areas. Like, your inbox is what your mailbox used to look like. (laughs) Is it true? Remember mailbox, there's all this stuff, right? That's kind of what your inbox is like now. What's ironic is the mailbox is now the inbox. Meaning, if you're in direct mail now, awesome. Especially for millennials, they like mail, I fucking mail. This is unbelievable. They can't believe it. I have a physical mail. Oh my God, this is amazing, right? Could you imagine feeling that way about mail? But millennials do. Think about that. So just because some internet marketer found a hook to tell you that something is dead. They're just trying to get you to buy shit. Relationships will never die. How you communicate with them will change. But you've got to focus on relationships. And so don't let new information being consistently created, uh, consistently created stop you. If you're creating valuable information and you care about people, you'll cut right through the noise. Who follows? Does this make sense? Next. The pressure to create and compete in information provision, meaning how much information is out there, it's leading to a quantity over quality effect. There's just a shit ton of shit out there. Is that true? 
It's called fake news. Fake news is just people posting shit to get clicks with a certain lens to scare people of a certain bias. Democrats think Hitler's in charge. Republicans think Democrats are Hitler. I don't know. It's so weird to me. You read one news site, you're like, the fuck is happening? Oh, this, oh my God, this is how, which one's right? It's the same event. How about people are traumatized and they're scared? Could that be true? Do you think Democrats are traumatized? Republicans, African-Americans, white people, Native American Indians, everyone else I haven't mentioned, so I can't include everybody in my list right now, right? Human beings are traumatized, and they need what? You help, concern, care. You can cut through that because it's quantity over quality. If you just go quality, you cut right through. Who follows? Does this make sense? All right, next. The simplicity of creating, duplicating, and sharing information online. I want you to imagine how easy it is today to share something on Facebook. What do you do? On, I couldn't believe it. I went to share something on Messenger the other day. I hit share Messenger. It brought up someone that I communicate with already a lot on Facebook. And all I had to do was push send. It was two buttons to send a direct message. I was like, oh my God. this is." I used to have to like select the person and then send. Like, they took away three or four steps. It's so easy. Now, was it that easy back when tablets were carved in stone? To copy something? No. How long would it take? Years. Think about that. Now it's what? It could be any amount of information. It could be a 10-hour long video. Right? Could you imagine how long it would take to transcribe a 10-hour video and recreate it and reshoot it before social media and sharing? Or God forbid, back in the music industry days, we made uh, music on, like, tape. You need to cut tape. It's crazy, right? So it's really easy to disseminate information. But here's the thing. If you're quality, it's easier to put out quality and stand out too. Who follows? Does this make sense? All right, next. The exponential increase in channels to receive information. How many different ways could you receive information today? Holy shit. Podcasts, radio, Facebook, Instagram, messaging, commenting, emails. There's so many things in so many ways. But if it's quality... It'll spread virally. Because people want to share good stuff. Do you share crappy stuff on your Facebook page? What do you share? Stuff that's meaningful to you. Or cats, one or the other. (laughs) Right? And there's so much historical data available to us now about all kinds of things. You want data? It's available. There was no data available 30 years ago at the scale that it is today. You have consistent daily data, by the way, of how not enough you are by looking at other people's Facebook pages and how many likes they have. Oh my God, I'm like 500,000 less than Mastin. I'm so not enough. Look at how many likes. I don't have 500,000 people following me around. That would be creepy. It's just an algorithm on a website that people prefer. And we figured out how to use it today. It might change tomorrow. So, like, you can't allow an algorithm to become your identity, guys. Come on. Really? One time we had a client. She had 26 views on a video. Mastin, it's not enough views. I need more. One of those views was the producer at MTV put her on a TV show. It's not the number, it's the quality. So just because it's easier to make shit doesn't mean anything. It's still hard to be good. But when everybody's making shit and you're good, you're speaking from your heart, you stand out like a sore thumb. 
Who follows? Who sees this? Super important. All right. Hey, it's Mastin. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. And before we wrap up, if you found value in this, one of the best ways to get this trauma-informed information to the world, if that's something that you want to do and to be a part of spreading the word, I would be so very grateful if you could leave a review on Apple or Spotify podcasts so that uh, you can review this. And hopefully it's a good review, but please leave an honest review. And especially if you want to leave a five-star review, I would be super stoked on that. But of course, just make it honest. But my goal is to share more trauma-informed information with the world. And I need your help to spread this information and reviews matter. So if you feel called to do that, would very much appreciate it. If you got value from this episode and from this podcast, we very much appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for hearing me out. And if you feel called, please leave a review on Apple or Spotify, and we'll see you in the next episode.